Hello, big booty babes. You're listening to the Big Booty Energy Podcast, where I talk to special female guests and friends who are strong, confident, inspiring women that have overcome obstacles to get where they are today. I'm your host, Erica James, co-founder of The Booty Shop, speaker, realtor here in Greenville, South Carolina, and runner who just so happens to be going blind from cancer. Yes, I am blind. You may know me as at blindfitgirl on social media. I've created this podcast to give you that big booty energy you need to live your dream life because, well, it's worked for me so far. You're about to find out that this is not your average female entrepreneur or empowerment podcast. On here, I, along with my guests, like to get loose, have some cocktails, and have fun while we discuss this stuff. So let's shake it. Hey, hi, hello, big booty babes. Welcome back to the Big Booty Energy Podcast. Today's episode is all about business. I'm gonna be talking about your next big idea, your next million dollar idea, and we're gonna be fleshing out all of that with my experience in several different businesses. But before we jump in, I wanted to go ahead and encourage you to subscribe to the podcast um, because next week's episode is... We are having Ashley and Kaylin back for a Valentine's Day episode where we talk about everything from happiness and relationships, sex and intimacy, all of this fun, important, important stuff for successful women, and we're going to be hashing it all out. If you listened to the previous episode with them, you know that they have absolutely no filter and we're going to be drinking mimosas again, so you never know what's going to come out, but it's all going to be uplifting and funny and just a good time. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get a notification when the Valentine's Day episode goes live next week. But without further ado, let's talk about some business stuff. So if you listen to the intro to this podcast, you know that I am the co-founder and co-owner of The Booty Shop, which is a female fitness studio here in Greenville, South Carolina, and we are growing, about to expand to a couple of other cities in the near future, which is very exciting. Um, and I am also a luxury realtor here in South Carolina, and those are the two businesses that I am currently involved in and have for myself right now but I have had other businesses in the past. And so I would just want to talk about my own entrepreneurial journey because I know that can be helpful to people who are trying to figure out how to start or trying to figure out where to start um, or even someone who is in business. And it's just a it's just always nice to hear someone else's perspective from um, a business mindset. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to kind of set it up by talking about my past. So I went to Clemson University. I graduated with a bachelor's of science in psychology and after college went and got a normal nine to five job because I thought that is what success looked like. Um, I found out very quickly that I loved what I was doing, but I was not meant to work behind a desk for someone else, someone just giving me tasks and me completing them. I, after that first job, I got recruited to go to another nonprofit um, in another city in South Carolina. And so I thought, well, maybe it's just the job. And so I decided to take that other job. And it was the same thing. It was a similar field of work, which I absolutely loved and was very passionate about. But still, I was just not fulfilled by someone giving me things to complete 
and then me doing them. And that was what I did every single day, you know, just listening to someone else tell me, do this, do this, do this. And if you can complete all this stuff, then that is success for you. And I would do it and just wouldn't feel fulfilled. And so I couldn't figure out why, because I loved my job. I was passionate about the industries I was in. I was working in um, the disability community, which you guys know, since I'm blind, I absolutely loved. I was helping other people with disabilities. I was helping this, the disability community at large help break down some of those negative stereotypes um, in business and those types of things. But it just the job itself, the nine to five desk grind was not doing it for me. So I had this big goal of quitting my job. (laughs) Literally, the goal from graduating college is like, get a job, get a great paying salary job, right? But then I got into it and my next goal was, okay, I just need to quit my job. But how do I quit my job and still support myself? Because at that time, I was not married. Um, Jake and I were dating, my husband and I, um, my husband now, we were dating at the time. But he had quit his job to move to Greenville, South Carolina for this job that I got recruited for. So he had no job. He was building his business while I had this new salaried position, right? And so I couldn't quit my job too because we wouldn't be able to pay rent, literally. So I was having to figure out what am I going to do? Luckily, at the time, I had already been getting some attention from nationwide organizations and conferences and things like that about my personal story, my my story of cancer and blindness and being an athlete. And so people started to ask me to come speak at their conferences about just motivational stuff, my story and all of that stuff. And I kind of liked it. It was a huge challenge for me because public speaking at the time was not my thing. Um, and it scared me to death to go and do that, especially to get paid for that because I just felt such a big responsibility to stand up on a stage and make people laugh and engaged for 45 minutes. Um, That was very, very intimidating. But after I started doing it, I started liking it and I could do it on top of my nine to five job because I would just fly out to a conference for the weekend and then get paid, come back to work. Once you start getting really good at speaking, that is a very lucrative career path. I was getting paid a lot of money at the time. It was a lot of money for me at the time. We'll say that, especially compared to my job. I was getting paid a lot of money compared to my um, nine to five job to go out and speak. I would make more from one 45 minute talk at a conference than I would make in a month and a half of work. That's a lot of money. And so I started liking it. Obviously, it was fun to fly around the country and go speak. It was fun to like get up there and um, do a good job and then like feel like I really connected with the audience and helped like inspire and motivate people. So that was like my first dip into entrepreneurial world, into being an entrepreneur. Um, to spare some of the negative details, my the company I was working for did not love that I was doing that on the side. They wanted me to kind of do that under their umbrella instead. 
And, you know, that was, that was my own business that had grown. I was like hustling to get these, um, conference gigs and everything. I was doing that like nights and weekends, like working like crazy, reaching out to these conferences and pitching myself to them. And so I felt like that was my own business and it was, um, and so and it was also my personal story. And so whenever my company asked me to quit speaking, um, it just felt like they were asking me to quit, you know, my ultimate dream and what I was really motivated to do at the time. And so I very politely and very respectfully just stepped away from that full-time job. That was my out. Um, you know, I saw the opportunity speaking was doing great and I decided to just kind of take a small leap of faith and just be a motivational speaker for a while. And so I stepped away from that full-time job and that felt so incredible to be able to do that. Um, I had a couple of gigs lined up that I knew would carry me through like the rest of the year. So I was kind of good with that. Um, on top of that, I was also personal training. I had been a, gotten my group fitness certification and started teaching group fitness classes around town, um, get some extra money while during the weeks, while I was like preparing for my speaking gigs on the weekends. So I was teaching some classes here and there and really just fell in love with the fitness industry as an athlete. You know, of course I always loved working out, but being able to be at the front of the stage or at the front of the room and actually coaching people, it felt just like speaking, honestly. It felt like a performance, and so I fell in love with that. Every fitness instructor knows that everyone thinks that personal training is like the you know epitome of working in the fitness industry. It's like the holy grail of it. So I was like, all right, I'll become a personal trainer. That seems to be a step up from a group fitness instructor. So I got certified in personal training and started personal training and didn't love it. It just wasn't my passion, honestly. Um, I realized right there that I really loved the group fitness world so much more than one-on-one training. And uh, that was just a personal preference for me. But all of that kind of helps you um, understand and like sets up where I am now. My goal and my desire to start my own business came from, you know, realizing that I just didn't want to work in an office from nine to five every single day and complete tasks and sit behind the computer and answer emails and then go home and have to come back the next day and do the exact same thing. That was my why. But Whenever you are coming up with your big idea or your business plan, you need to establish what your why is because it is not an easy road. Um, We'll get into that in a little bit. It's not easy. And so whenever things get hard, you have to make sure you have a strong enough passion and a strong enough why, a big enough goal that'll help you get through those challenging moments and not let you be tempted to quit because if there's any temptation in your mind to quit your business plan or your business idea, you are not going to make it. That is something I learned very early. So make sure you establish that why whenever you're going into creating your next business idea or your big business plan. After you establish your why, 
you really need to think about how is your idea different? What are you going to bring to the world that is different than anyone else? Um, So at that time in my story, I had been doing group fitness classes, absolutely loved it. I was a motivational speaker, absolutely loved that. And I was also doing like online group training. Um, I had kind of built an online program for women and I loved that community and I've actually grew that community very large. So my idea, you know, came through myself and my business partner with the booty shop. Now, Casey, uh, it came from that, from my previous experience of working with women in the fitness industry. And so we created the booty shop, which is honestly my two favorite things in the world, working out and having drinks and socializing with other women. And so that's how we created the booty shop. And it's different because it's a group fitness studio that offers several different styles of classes. And then it also has alcohol after class. We give, you know, mimosas and coffee after class. We create this cool environment for people to hang out in and just spend time in and create relationships in. And that model just works so well for us. So how is your idea going to be different? It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like, for example, if you say, you know, Erica, my big passion is I make jewelry and I want to just sell jewelry. I want to open like a store or a boutique that sells clothing and jewelry. And there's nothing new or special about that. There can be. And so I always, in all of the ideas that I have come up with in the past or am trying, I'm always coming up with ideas. So and ideas that I'm coming up with in the future, I'm always thinking, okay, if it is something that is seems on the surface normal, how do I make it different? Is it in the branding? Is it in the marketing? Is it in like the core values of the company? And then how do we portray that? How do we how do we identify those qualities that make it different and then portray it to the public? Because if the public can see that it's different, then they're going to remember your business. They're going to want to come check it out. It's going to have that wow factor that brings people in. A good example of that would be my real estate career. I started real estate um, during the pandemic because the studio was shut down. Obviously, we're still doing a ton of work with the studio because we were doing all virtual online classes. But I also was stuck at home, so I wanted to be productive while I was stuck at home in quarantine. So I got my real estate license, and I knew that once the world opened back up, real estate was going to take off, um, just real estate as an industry. And so I had always been interested in it um, and just wanted to get in that industry, get in that world, see if I liked it. There are a million and one realtors everywhere you look, right? Greenville, South Carolina, the whole state of South Carolina, like anywhere you go, you're going to meet a realtor. So that's a hard industry to be different in and to stand out in. But I knew with my marketing and branding experience, if I could brand myself differently and do the process differently um, and really focus on service to my clients and making it a unique, like very personal experience for my clients, um, that it would be very different because I had 
you know, colleagues or people that I knew of that were in the real estate world. And I saw how they worked. And while they were very successful realtors, I could see, you know, how I wanted to do it differently. And so that has been my goal in real estate. I've kind of branded myself as um, a business in real estate. So it's called Greenville Dwelling, GVL Dwelling, whichever one you want to say. And, um, you know, I, I use the branding to really push my marketing stuff so that people see me and they associate me with Greenville Dwelling. People see Greenville Dwelling and they associate it with me. And that is a newer business. And so it's still growing and it's something that I'm still having to constantly work at every single day to get that branding and awareness out there. But that is a great example of how you make something so common, um, how you can still make it different. I'll talk really quickly about some businesses or some ideas that I've had that have kind of flopped. Um, one that comes to my brain right now is I went through this time where I really wanted to start a nonprofit and Jake and I had, we wanted to start it together and we had fleshed out this entire business plan for a nonprofit. And it was going to be this like nationwide nonprofit that helped children with pediatric cancer. And it was going to have this like whole art piece to it because Jake loves art and it was like going to be like art therapy type stuff. And I went through the whole process of setting up the, um, like, gosh, I can't even remember if five, 501 C three, I don't even remember the term for it, but it was like basically setting up the paperwork for the nonprofit. And that is a long process. And it's an, uh, you know, a process that I had to pay an attorney to do for me and help me with. So we went through all of that and then y'all like literally has the coolest name. It is to this day, I'm not going to say the name because I freaking love it and I hope that I can do something with it in the future. But to this day, we haven't done anything with it. We have not touched it since we've gotten it set up and that, you know, I don't know why. It's something that we're passionate about, but with life, with Jake's business, my two businesses, um, we just haven't been able to put it at the forefront Uh of what we're doing right now. And so it's just kind of sitting in the background. We haven't touched it at all, but that is, um, you know, one of my ideas that has kind of flopped so far because just haven't figured out how to move forward with it yet. So you might have these big ideas that you try to put into motion and then they flop and that's okay. I think that from my experience, the biggest asset is to not get discouraged whenever you fail And um, to just kind of write it off and say, all right, well, on to the next, you know, um, don't be attached to your failures and don't let it hurt your ego because the more you dwell on your failures, the more you're just going to be slowed down in the process of reaching your success. One thing that I have learned in business um, and in, in thinking of business ideas is as much as you want to tell people about them when you think you have a great idea as much as you want to tell people that you love about your idea and share it with them um especially if you're looking for like their approval or their um like mirrored excitement with you don't do it fight that urge because i will tell you you will only be let down and discouraged even if people love you so much, if they don't believe in your idea as much as you do, that could be really discouraging to you. And 
And it, it could potentially just hold you back from going for that idea. Um, I, I do this way too often. I, I learned this the hard way. I've had several ideas that I have thrown away because when I told people about it, they weren't as excited as I was. And I just wonder, you know, what if I would have went forward with that? You know, maybe it didn't translate to the person I was sharing it with, but what if it would have translated to a whole group of people um, that are like-minded people with me? And so um, I just want to encourage you guys to maybe keep some of those really good ideas, especially when you're still fleshing them out in your head, maybe keep them to yourself for a while. Dwell on them. Think about them inside your head and really flesh them out before you try to share them with anyone um, because it could lead to you just getting discouraged if that person doesn't fully see your vision. I remember whenever Casey and I were starting the booty shop, we hadn't even uh, like found a, a spot yet. We were just still in the idea phase. I was sitting at lunch with my entire family, all the women in my family. So it was my sister, my cousin, my mom, my aunt, and my grandmother. And we were all so close. Um, all of those women are super successful business women. And so I've always had like really good business-minded women to look up to in my family, which has been cool. My grandmother um, started as a cosmetologist like a million years ago and has several salons, owns several rental properties, and um, has had restaurants and so many things. And my mom and aunt have really fallen in her footsteps and um, done similar things. Of course, my sister is an attorney and my cousin is a very successful Um, graphic designer. And so I was sitting there with everyone. And I remember saying, you guys, I have something I need to tell y'all. And I said, Casey and I are starting a fitness studio. And they were like, oh my gosh, that's going to be amazing. You know, that is your passion. Y'all are going to kill it. And I'm like, yeah, this is the best part. It's going to be called the booty bar. (laughs) And you guys, I got crickets. No, I was so pumped about that name. Casey and I were like, literally we had the name before we had the concept. So we were pumped about that. And when I shared that with them, literally they were silent. And then one person spoke up and said, you really think women are going to go to a fitness studio called the booty bar? And y'all, if I would have, that was so discouraging to me. I was like, at first I was like, really upset. I was like, man, are Casey and I just like way off on this? But then obviously we were too in love with the idea and that was, that was what we were going to do when we did it. Thank God we did because, you know, now here we are super successful and growing to multiple locations. But that is just, that is just the epitome of what I was talking about earlier is, you know, your idea is not always going to land People can't always, other people can't always see your vision the same way you can. So don't let that discourage you in any way. If something feels right for you or if you're passionate about it, keep on going. Okay, the next thing I had in my little list of things to talk to you about is how do you grow once you have your idea and you know you're ready to move forward with it? How do you grow it so that it is a company? that you own and not just another job. 
I'm not going to like sugarcoat things. Whenever you start a new business, unless you just have tons of cash to throw at it, it's very hard for it to be a company that you own first. At first, yeah, it's probably going to be a job. Even if you do have tons of money to throw at it and you can hire a full-time manager right off the bat and all of that stuff, that's, you know, I have always just wanted to be in the weeds of my businesses, especially in the beginning. So when we first opened Booty Shop, I was there for the 16-hour days. You know, I was the person at the front desk meeting all of the new members. I was the person teaching the classes, training the instructors, cleaning the floors, locking up at night, getting there at 4.30 the next morning and opening. I was taking naps on the couch in between classes, like all of that. You know, it's not glamorous. And that uh, I think that happens with all business owners because at first you're kind of doing everything. One, to save money. And two, in my opinion, just to be there to help set the tone and the pace of what you want that business to continue to be once you are able, able to hire staff. So, that is a job at first. Obviously, you're working. I was working more hours then than I ever have. But you do that so that you can then hire people that you trust, you believe in, and that believe in your business just as much as you do. So that when you can afford to hire a full time team to be there, you are, you just know that they are going to be trustworthy with your business, your clients, your customers, everything that you've already grown. And that took a while for us to find. But when we found it, that was when I felt like, okay, I have built a company. Um, Now, today, I am able to have a very flexible schedule. I'm at the booty shop a couple of times a week. um, But it is I do not have to be there every single day and I'm able to work more with Casey on the back end and really go back to our, our roots of our marketing, our branding, our strategy stuff that we are really good at. And so instead of just having to be, um, you know, there sweeping the floors every day. (laughs) Um, so that if I could give any advice, it would be to, to, you know, if you have to work really hard and do all of the things and wear all the hats in the beginning, that's okay. But do it in a way where you can plan and set things up to be able to step away, put a team in place that you know, love and trust with your business. Um, work towards that so that you can then step away and do the jobs that you are good at in your business. I have like so many more things that I want to talk about. So I'm probably gonna have to split this up into a separate episode. Um, I really wanted to talk about like financially planning for your business because that is so, we learned so many things about um, financially planning for your business. And then I also wanted to compare that, um, you know, a brick and mortar business and financially planning for that versus a, um, a service business that where you don't really need an office, for example, my real estate career or, um, you know, consulting business or a freelancing style business. Um, I really wanted to talk about the difference between those, but I think we're gonna have to save that for a separate episode. Cause this is just getting a little long. I think I'm getting too excited about this podcast and this episode, but you know, to, to put a bow on this and to wrap this up, I do want to talk about, um, even if you, I really want to talk about 
brainstorming ideas. Whether you are just coming up with your first big idea um, and your first business plan, or you own five businesses and you just, you know, are always looking for the next big thing. I want to give you guys some tips on how to do this because I am one of those people. I, um, you know, currently have my two businesses. My husband has one and we are always brainstorming together about other businesses. I have three other businesses that are in the works or in my next like three or five year plan that I already have fleshed out. And um, who knows if those are going to be successful, if those are going to, you know, fully pan out the way that I think that they will or hope that they will. I don't know, but they are three businesses that I have brainstormed and planned for and am excited about currently. And for me, that just keeps me up at night. I love that part of the process. Casey and I um, have always said that we think we're starters. Um, and I really do think that's true for myself. I I think I am a starter. I like the idea. I like I like the idea process. I like the growth process and I love the in the weeds getting that business like up and flourishing. And then once we're coasting, um, I'm always looking for the next thing. So whether that's growth in that one business or starting something new, that's what I'm always looking for. So if you're looking for your next idea or if you you know, just want to pique your creativity when it comes to ideas and future businesses, I encourage you to create a note on your phone and title it like ideas or brainstorming sesh or whatever you want to. And then literally throughout your day, start putting notes in there. Like don't judge yourself whenever you're coming up with these ideas. It needs to be stupid, crazy, dumb ideas, whatever pops into your head about what you might want to do in the future or what you might be passionate about, um, what might make a good company or a good business. Write those ideas out. Um, and then also names, names of companies, names of businesses, um, names of your next book title, whatever it might be. Write those things down too. And always just have this long list to go back to, to read from. I promise you, even if the ideas that you're writing down are dumb and not, don't, they don't make any sense, if you always go back to it and like reread it, it's going to spark another idea and another idea. And it just keeps growing and growing. And eventually, you're going to come up with some amazing business ideas that no one else could or would have even thought of. Then the fun and challenging part comes putting those into motion. And then you just listen to this podcast again and start from the beginning. (laughs) Um, There are so many more things that I wanted to talk about that I didn't get to touch on. For example, like I said, financially planning for your business, um, different ways to set your business up to uh, increase your like earning potential and also like your exit strategy and always having like a big end goal to your business. Um, I am a person who believes you should always have an end goal in business. Um, And so I'm going to have to save those ideas and those topics for another podcast, but um, we'll definitely come back on and talk about some of those things. If you guys loved this, please let me know in the reviews. Um, 
I'm still trying to figure out what you guys like and don't like and what you want to hear more about. So if you like more of the more businessy stuff, let me know. If not, um, text me. Don't leave it in a review if it's negative, you know. Um, text me but or DM me and seriously, be honest with me. That's totally fine. And be like, Erica, cool business podcast, but we really want to hear more of the fun, silly stuff. And that's cool too. So I just want to know what you guys like to hear um, and what is entertaining to y'all so that I can make sure I'm bringing more of that content back to you guys. I love y'all. Have an amazing week. I will see you next week with Ashley and Kaylin for our sexy Valentine's Day episode. It's going to be so much fun. All right, big booty babes. Have a good one. Love you guys.